All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 463 of the First and Cream Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And I wanted to take my time on this episode because I usually have these episodes up earlier in the morning than what it is today because I really wanted to think about this whole, you know, Atlanta Falcons thing. Like, what is really going on here? Because the refusal to run the ball is really mind um, I'm sorry, the refusal to throw the ball is very mind-blowing. And it and it, it's getting to the point where it doesn't make sense. But I'm going to be honest with you guys, we're probably going to see more of this throughout the season. And it's, it's going to be more of a head-scratcher. But we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what's going on in, in the, with the Falcons, in my opinion, and just go from there. If this is your first time here, welcome. I can be found on YouTube and Rumble. I'm also on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Uh, and uh, thank you guys for the support. The last episode about Amari Jones, you know, that was a really cool episode. I really enjoyed doing that. And it's, I'm glad to hear that he's going to be doing better. And his football career is not over. So hopefully we'll see him in another, um, you'll see him back on the field some form of fashion. So that's awesome to hear. Uh all the links are down in the description if you want to support. You can check all that stuff out. And let's go ahead and get into this. Um, The Falcons are in a situation where they have weapons. They have weapons that could really uh, be uh, productive if used. The problem is they haven't been using any of the weapons to the extent I thought they would. Um, we're looking at a situation where you have Kyle Pitts and Drake London both these both of these guys are top ten picks in the last couple of years, and last game when they played against Cincinnati, I think they was only targeted like four or five times. I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but um, I could be wrong. Uh, they were it, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't get it where they were you know, they were throw they were targeted you know under ten times. I don't understand what is going on here. Why would you draft guys such high, uh, guys of talent so high, and these guys are literally, uh, they're they're like generational talents, basically. If you look at what Kyle Pitts can do and Drake London can do, these guys are uh, franchise-changing type of players. I mean, the way the tight ends are played this, you know, in this league, they, you know, Kyle Pitts could easily have like seven or eight catches a game. A guy like Drake London, the fact that Kyle Pitts is on the team could have another seven or eight catches a game. This could be a really good, a really good problem for the Falcons and a really devastating problem for for the opposition. But they're not being used. You know, I'm not saying they're not being used properly. They're not being used at all. We have Marcus Mariota throwing the ball for 13 times and, and 14 times here, 16 times there. You're not going to win games. That's even if you don't, even if you don't have a Kyle Pitts or a Drake London, you're not going to win games in this league playing football that way. You know, I mean that that works when you have like my other team, like Georgia Southern back in the day. We used to only throw the ball six, seven, eight times. Hell, we won games without completing a pass. Ask the Florida Gators. You know, so when you're looking at situations where these guys are literally not running, I'm not throwing the ball, and you are relying on 
your fifth round running back to run the ball at the level that he's running it, it makes you scratch your head and be like, all right, what are we doing here? Because I'm literally confused on what the Falcons are trying to do to win football games. Yes, it worked against the Cleveland Browns. It worked very well. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because now it just seems like that that's going to be the the – you know, the ideal situation for the offense going forward. Because when we ran the ball 10 straight times for a touchdown, you know, Caleb Huntley and and Tyler Algier did an excellent job of going in, you know, and running the ball straight through them. Very good job. But that's not going to work with every team. It makes you very one-dimensional, and then you turn around and not throw the ball because it's either you're scared or you're just trying to find the right time to do it. I don't know. It it just doesn't. It's just not going to work. And unfortunately, we're probably going to see more of that. If we're going to, if, if I knew this was going to be the case, why even try to run exotic plays for? for the passing game because there are some plays out there that Arthur Smith do do have lined up or I've seen him design on the field that actually cater to a Kyle Pitts or uh, a Drake London and hell even a Zacchaeus and Brian Edwards and you know uh, Damian Bird he has the plays to do so I've seen it we've seen it but unfortunately it just has not been there and I, I don't understand why I just don't I don't get it I mean, in in my opinion, is 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 almost a head scratcher. If you're gonna, if if I known that this was the case, why didn't he just draft a, a running back the first year? Number four overall, I get it. But if we know what we know now, and, I, and I've been saying this from the beginning, forget the quarterback stuff. Forget about the you know Kyle Pitts. When the 2021 draft came about, I thought we was gonna pick somebody like Najee Harris. And knowing what we know now, that probably wouldn't have been a bad look because we're running the ball like crazy now. Okay, we didn't get Najee Harris. All right, that's fine. You know, that, you know that, that's cool. I'm not worrying about that. Second round, I thought they were going to get Javante Williams. I mean, if you're going to run the ball like this, I mean, what was wrong with that? You know what I mean? So let's jump to the 2022 draft. We taking number eight overall, Drake London. Okay, that's fine. But if I know you're going to run the ball like this in the second round, Brees Hall was right there. Two picks before you got Ebiquete. Now, don't get me wrong. I get it. Brees Hall is injured now. He has a torn ACL, but he was doing damn good for the Jets. He had almost, almost 500 yards rushing already in the season. If you're going to run the ball, and you had Kenneth Walker right there too, who was picked, you know, three picks behind Abiquete. Not saying Abiquete is a bad per, uh, a bad player. I think he's done phenomenal. He's done phenomenal for the Falcons. But if you're going to run the ball like this, what are we doing here? I know you end up waiting to get Troy Anderson. That's cool. Then you turn around and get Desmond Ritter. 
James Cook was there, right? Uh, you know, James Cook was there. I, I'm just asking questions because, like, now it looks like, you know, this is going to be the move at this point. You look into the third round. Who did the Falcons pick in the third round? I want to see if I can find I don't think we had a third round pick. I don't think we did. But we end up going further down than we end up getting, you know, Tyler Algier in the fifth round, which is not a bad pick, but I'm looking at the other players that went that came through. It's like, if that's the case, if we're going to play football like this, why not go in and get a Najee Harris last year? Why not get a Brees Hall this year? I mean, I, I mean, I'm just asking questions. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. The Tennessee Titans end up getting Hassan Haskins. I don't know how well he's doing, but that was my pick to pick over Tyler Algier. I thought I thought Hassan Haskins was going to be the better running back, but I mean, not to say that, not to say that he's not, not to say that he is, or whatever the case may be, because Tyler Algier is doing okay. But when you're looking at Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M was picked by the Chargers. Amir White was picked by the Raiders. I mean, if you're going to run this type of offense, I mean, Brian Robinson was picked by the Commanders. There's so many other running backs that was picked at the time, and it's like, if if you're going to run this offense, you should have just picked the running back at a higher time. It's a lot of talent that that, that we missed out on. And I'm not even talking about you know, getting, uh, you know, especially in the 2022 draft, you had a chance to get like three other guys. Hell, even in the 2021 draft, you probably wouldn't have been able to get Najee Harris, but you could have got some other people. I, I mean, I'm just asking questions because it's like I'm confused. You get this passing, these receivers that are out there and you're not even using them, but if you want to run the ball, you had a chance to get, uh, you know, some bonafide running backs. You could have had at least two on the roster that could have done something. Now, I know you want to hang your hat on uh, Cordell Patterson, and I, I don't mind that, but I still don't see Cordell Patterson as a running back. I just don't. I mean, I think he's a freak of an athlete. I think you can line him up at wide receiver. You can put him in the backfield. Hell, he can return kicks. But if you want a, a bell cow running back, which I feel that, you know, uh, Cordell Patterson has been doing. I feel like you should have just got one out of the draft. That, that it, you know, earlier in the draft, in my opinion. That that's just me. I don't know because, like, right now we're probably going to see more of this uh, for some reason because they don't trust Mariota to throw the ball. It, it's obvious they don't trust Mariota to run the, throw the ball because last year when Matt Ryan was throwing the ball, Matt Ryan was throwing 30, 40 times a game. Even with the less um less of a talent at receiver. So it, it, it's not because of I don't think it's because of the philosophy of the team of what the scheme that he's trying to run. I just think he knows that Mariota is not to be truff, trusted throwing guys open, reading defenses. And it, it, it's it's really disheartening because you got a rookie on the on the on the sideline. They probably could do these things. Extremely intelligent guy in Desmond Ritter. I'm not saying he's the uh, the answer to all the problems, but you have a guy that, that can actually do something. 
has been proven to do something. Played at Cincinnati and played at a high level against NFL talent and did pretty good. Now you want to talk about the Alabama game. Okay, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to necessarily say it was his fault that they lost that game. I mean, they were just overpowered. You know, you wasn't Cincinnati wasn't going to beat Alabama at all. But for them to get to where they were, beating Notre Dame and Notre Dame, doing all these things that he did in his career, I would – I don't know why that he's still sitting on the sideline right now. Yes, they're so close out of first place in the division is probably why. And um, the fact that they're so close, they're going to keep sticking with Mariota because that's – technically, that's what worked. I mean, even though we're, we're sitting there talking about this the entire time, it has worked. So they're going to keep, they're going to stick with this until they can't anymore. They get two, three games below 500. I think it's going to be a wrap for Mariota. As long as they're around one game uh, below 500 or they're going to be at 500 or above, they're going to stick with Mariota because, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So I, so I get that aspect. But when he's not functioning as a quarterback, throwing the ball downfield, completing passes, making, you know, being a playmaker, holding the ball in his hand. I mean, running the ball, yeah, but I'm talking about throwing the ball, throwing guys open, making space for your receivers, getting these guys um, an opportunity to make yards after the catch. You know, and it's not that I, and to be honest, it's not that he's not doing it. It's just like the plays are not there to do it. It's not like he's throwing the ball 30, 40 times and it's just bad football play. It's just that he's throwing the ball 13, 14, 15 times and not getting opportunities. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really confused about what's going on here. I don't know what to, to, to even say when it comes to this because in one hand, you 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 pass up on like four or five different running backs when you're trying to run the ball. I like I said, at one point I wasn't against getting Najee Harris. I wasn't against getting you know uh, who else? Uh, Javante Williams. I wasn't against that at all. Now, I know Javante Williams went like five spaces before uh, Richie Grant. I get it. But sometimes you got to make that sacrifice. Especially if, if this is, if this is going to be your offense, you got to make, you got to make something happen there. And I think after that, I'm looking at the 2021 draft. I don't think there was another running back picked after Javante Williams. That is wild. The next running back was picked was Trey Sermon out of uh, in the third round. That's crazy. I would have never guessed that. Michael Carter for the Jets was picked up at in the fourth round. So I guess it was somewhat a slim pickings then. But 2022 draft, it was no excuse. And that is, is nothing against what these guys are doing now on defense. The guys that we picked up on in the draft, those guys are doing pretty good. I, 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 I can't lie. You got Troy Anderson, Epikete. Those guys are doing great. But if you're going to predicate your if you're going to predicate your uh, offense on the running game, 
I mean, why not? Why not draft somebody? Because in 2022, you had you had like three or four chances to get a running back, and we waited all the way to the fifth round. And don't get me wrong, I like what um, I like. I like overall, I do like what uh, Algiers doing. But the way things, the way it looks like, it looks like this is something that you probably could have gotten the first or second round, and had a you know probably had a little bit more talented running back. And I'm not saying that he's not talented, but I mean, you look at the production of a Brees Hall or a Kenneth Walker. I mean, those guys are doing pretty good right now, and we had a chance to get them at one point. I don't know. I'm just looking at this in general. It's just it just looks like. It looks like uh, it, it. It just looks all discombobulated right now. I don't know what to think of what's going on here. Uh, we're going to be playing the Carolina Panthers next, and uh, we're going to have to do something because those guys are going to have a little bit of confidence coming into Atlanta to play. You know, they're going to have a little bit of confidence, and I I don't blame when they just got finished beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers handily, basically. They they beat the bricks off of them to be honest. I mean, the score twenty one to three was bad, but that game looked like it could have been thirty five to three. It, it it just looked really bad for the um. It looked really bad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later on in the week. Uh, it's Wednesday right now. We'll probably talk about it on Friday. When it comes to the Falcons and Panthers, Panthers coming to Atlanta, but I, I'm 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 a literally confused. I don't know what to think about what's going on here. I'm I'm legitimately uh, scratching my head. Like, all right, what are we doing right now? Because right now looks like that we have some guys who can catch the football, but nobody's getting on the football. We're running the football a lot, and. If we're going to run the ball like this, why didn't we just invest in it a little bit more instead of investing in on a, on a fifth round pick? No disrespect to Tyler Algier, um, you can make the case that Tyler Algier could have been picked earlier in the second or third round. You can make that case because I mean he's not that bad. I just don't think that from the way things was looking like at first, it looked like he wasn't that guy that's going to, you know, he was going to be that guy that was going to actually do something. But he, he's shown that he can do some things. But we'll get into that at a later at a later time as far as the the Falcons uh hosting the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about that later on in the week. If you like this commentary, the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh let me know what you guys think. Uh, are you confused as much as I am? I, I don't know what to think because we got the pass catchers, but we're running the ball like crazy. You can't hide your quarterback forever. I know somebody on Twitter said that. Can't hide your quarterback forever. Let this man throw 25, 30 times a game. Uh, or put Desmond Ritter in. That that's just my opinion. Because you, you, this is a recipe to to lose games. You keep this up, this is gonna be a recipe to lose games, in my opinion. All right, y'all. I'm gonna get out of here. You guys, check out <clears throat> check out all the links down in the description if you want the support. And I'll see you guys on the next one. All right, y'all. I take it easy. Gotta be blessed. Peace.